1: Welcome to the Fader interview. I'm Alex Robert Ross, editorial director of the Fader. Fly Anakin didn't take any shortcuts on the road to Frank. The prolific Richmond, Virginia rapper has shared over 25 projects since 2015. It's a pace that few other rappers could attempt to keep up with. A sizable chunk of those projects were recorded with close friends Big Kahuna OG, Tuami, Oblev, and Henny LO who, along with Anakin, make up the Virginia-based collective Mutant Academy. Holly Water, his 2019 mixtape with Big Kahuna OG, was a flashy display of technical rapping with the competitive spark of a sibling rivalry. In 2020, Anakin teamed up with the Birmingham rap mystic Pink Sifu for Fly Sifus, a laid-back and free-spirited album about a fictional record shop that combined their shared adoration of community and fellowship. Frank, his debut album for Lex Records, maintains these long-term musical relationships, but brings new names into the fold like the ever-elusive Madlib, who produced No Doe, on which Fly Anakin makes his most tongue-twisting verses seem effortless. He knows how good he is, and he refuses to let anyone forget it. Frank is his tightest record to date, and is uncompromising in Fly Anakin's vision of steely, 90s-indebted rap that prioritizes personality and bars over everything else. A few weeks back, the Faders' brand and calendar caught up with Fly to talk about growing up in Richmond, learning from Max B and Ghostface, and the leap forward that he's taken on Frank.
0: So how you doing today, man? Can you introduce yourself?
2: Pretty good, bro. My name is Fly Anakin. Well, my real name is Frank. (laughs) But, yeah, I go by Fly Anakin. That's my stage name.
0: So we're talking... um, um on. February twenty fourth. It's a little over two weeks away from when the album's dropping on March eleventh, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, how you feeling about that? Like this, like this is a big one for you, right?
2: It feel like the first time all over again. It's one of the first ones to have a budget. Well, it's the first one, the first solo one I have a budget. So I'm really um, exploring on this one. You know, visually, you could tell I've been exploring
0: a little bit. Same music though. Same me. Yeah, now you can really like feel that you've been like exploring yourself like visually and like creatively. I think that's something that's like mad cool about this rollout, especially when I think about that Sean Price video. That's one that I thought was like really cool because you went out and you got the blessing from his family. I appreciate that, but that
2: was all my manager, Salim. My man Salim uh, used to work with uh, Sean Price back in the day, so he had the line of communication. Apparently, he told me he was the one that uh, announced his death on Twitter. So yeah, it was kind of like meant to be. Like when he heard the
0: song, he was the one that suggested it. I uh, I name it uh, Sean Price. Yeah, and that's something that that like really like speaks to me about your like whole thing, you know? Cause like I really feel like you got this like deep love and appreciation for hip hop that like it just like goes back to like the culture and like paying respect not only to like the genre itself, but to the people like paved the way and really like inspired you to do what you do.
2: I mean that's the most important part of this shit, being able to like actually uplift the people that made me want to do it. You know, I realize that there's a generation gap and I'm like in the middle of it. You know, it's like I could I could appreciate the Playboy Carties, but I could also appreciate the Sean Prices of the world. It's like I don't know. I, I just want to shine light on everything that I listen to, and I listen to a lot of shit as far as hip hop. It's a wide range of things. I feel like a child and an adult at the same time. Like my young niggas make me feel like an old head. And my old my, my friends are older than me, so they make me feel young,
0: you know. So I'm in like in a really
2: interesting spot. I'm not even 30 yet, so I'm really
0: in a good spot right now. <laughs> I really appreciate you pointing out that like you like listen to like mad stuff because I saw the other day, like you was posting like Tay Dog on Twitter, and that's like that's that's just like like young DMV dude. You know Tay Dog? Yeah. <laughs> Tay Dog Hard. Oh, uh, you know Uncle John? Yeah. Uncle John put me
2: on Tay Dog. Last time I was with Uncle John, he played two songs. It was a song called "Penetrate" and a song called "Rockstar." And I haven't stopped listening to them shit since I left DC that time. Like Tay my favorite rapper right now. I'm so glad you brought Tay Dog up. Like I'm, am I'm, I'm more excited about his shit than my own shit. It's like I listen to Tay Dog like every day. Yeah, what is it that you like about him? He's just like me in a sense, like he's he's the middle point. He's he's like a meeting point for the young niggas and the older heads. Like it's just it works, bro. I don't know what it is about it, but it works. And you, you could tell he's just punching that shit in. He doing whatever he feel like. He doing whatever comes to his head, and I fuck with that. Like it really always boiled down to beat selection for me, and he picked good beats. And he's animated, like you can just tell he's having fun on that shit. I, I just, I like that shit. I don't know what it is
0: about it. Tay got it. I wonder if you could like describe, you know, like growing up in Richmond a little bit. You know, like what rap there was like growing up, what you heard around. You know,
2: Richmond is an interesting place, bro. I hate to keep like making this this the same connection, but it's really just like the meeting of of a lot of different minds. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it's, it's the old with the young, it's the east with the west, the north with the south. I can't remember who said it, but one of my mans was like, "It's like Richmond is like Virginia is like the Middle East, you know what I mean? Because it's like one state up is North, because it's DC. One state down is the South, because of North Carolina. And if you go to fucking to the like, it's West Virginia. Like nobody fucks with West Virginia. But what I'm saying, like, it's just it's so much that could happen. Like it's it's like cross. It's a meeting point for any and everything that could be hot. So like, I grew up on Three Six Mafia." Hot Boys, fucking Wu Tang, Mob Deep. My inspiration comes from all sides of hip hop. You know, it's like anywhere in, in Richmond, like you can go on one block and niggas is listening to the Chronic. You go to the next block, niggas listening to the fucking Jeezy. Another block, niggas is listening to fucking Juvenile. Like it's it's, it's weird. Like you can, you can hear any and everything depending on what side of town you on. You know, like people got their own taste. They got their own minds out there, but they also don't have an identity, so they have to. Latch on to whatever they fuck with the most. You feel me? That's why, like, some people might think that I'm inspired by northern shit, like, like New York shit. As much as I'm inspired by up north shit, I'm inspired by the down south shit. I think
0: all of Richmond is like that. You either pick the side or you fuck with everything. It's it's interesting that you talk about that, like Virginia, kind of being this like middle ground between like the north and the south. Because like I stay in North Carolina, like states like this and like cities like Richmond. Like every few years, I feel like. People like come out and look at them like like, oh, it's like this is a city or this is a state that like has some fire rappers coming up right now. Like, here's who you need to listen to. And it always felt like like folks was like on the cusp of like coming up and stuff. We really at a point where rappers can just they just like out of here, you know? We got we got like Mavi, we got like Jamante, we got like, you know, like like you and the rest of them.
2: I fuck with Mavi and Jamante, bro. Like, um honestly, like. To see them come up, it's like it's very like like reminiscent of what we had to go through, like for like for Richmond, you know. I met Jamonte on some random shit. Like I had me and O'Bliv had a show in Charlotte one time. And this nigga, like, I guess the the dude that was like the promoter that was running the show for us and shit, he just he drove us over to Phil's crib. I didn't know who the fuck Phil was. So we over there kicking it. Jamonte, like, I, I didn't even know who Jamonte was, but I, I remember his face being there. Like I so I, I, me and him kinda go back like on some twenty eighteen type shit. Like, and he was doing his thing on Facebook. I peeped that shit early. And I think man, and Saru Gold was probably the first people to really like push at it. You know what I mean? Like really say, nah, he he got it. I don't know, man. I, I witnessed that that we had power, like we had influence with Jamonte, you know? It's like being able to push that man. So like not I didn't, I'm not gonna take credit for nothing, but like being able to help in some kind of way, like it just it put a, a battery in my back. Like that shit made me feel good about like what could come, you know what I mean? Because he's from the south. Like people always front on niggas from the south, like they don't rap or something. Like they appreciate Jumante, so I'm happy that shit worked out the way it did. But yeah, I I feel like it's it's important, bro, especially when we come from these little cities that people like to overlook and shit. Like we really
0: gotta band together and help niggas that's really about that shit, you know. That's another thing that's like always like mad cool to me about your projects is like how much you value like. Collaboration and just like these like long term creative partnerships and stuff, even on your like solo projects, it feel like I like still feel like a like group project in some way. You know, I feel like I created a universe,
2: and I like to keep my universe compact. You know, it's like as far as my universe is like Mutant Academy. You got like niggas like Uncle John, Pink Seafood, Theravada. Like you know who my friends are. Like just off the music and shit. Like I don't I don't hide it. Like I like to make sure the niggas know I want my friends to win. And he's here, and he's also here, and he's also going on tour. He's also doing this with me, you know what I mean? So I'm pushing buttons if I can, bro. Especially if I believe in the product, you know. People like to sleep on shit, so if I can push the button on it, I'm definitely gonna do that. The next tour I go on, I got I got to do like a US run and shit. Like I'm taking Uncle John and Big Kahuna.
0: Yeah, cause you're about to go to Europe like in two days, right? Yeah, I'm in London right now. Oh damn! How you feeling about this like upcoming Europe tour? I don't
2: know, bro. It's a little weird this time because, like, this is my first time headlining. You know what I mean? I ain't never headlined a tour. Like, we've had like spot dates, and we'll be like, "Yeah, this is this is a, a tour run," right? but it's not really a tour. But this has been like my first real like headline tour. Like, my first time coming out here was in November with Seafood. I have like some experience and shit, so I'm not as like. It's geek, but I am geeked a little bit because it's my shit this time, you know. So I'm a little nervous, like I'm anxious, but I'm doing
0: what I'm supposed to do. So I was wondering, you know, like like what were your intentions, you know, like going into Frank? Did you have like any goals or like any ideas you set out with?
2: Well, I'm um, keeping a stack with you. The way my albums and my process work is my life has been a big winged session. And my albums are also wing it sessions. You feel me? When I started recording this album, I didn't even know what the name was gonna be. I didn't have a concept. I didn't know nothing about nothing. I just recording the album because I needed to record a new album. It turned into what it turned into, and the reason I named it Frank is because I couldn't figure out anything else to name that shit. It was like it was just me. It's like and the only way to explain me is put my real name on it. It's like another part of it is I don't fuck with my real name. You know what I mean? I'm a junior, so. It's like whatever my dad did like in his days in his time it's like I feel like I'm carrying his karma. Me doing this is like essentially me just wearing my name and saying fuck it it is what it is. It's like I am I am who I am. I can't change that. You know what I mean? It's me standing on my shit and just being respectful. Like, like just 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 answering questions that I never thought I would have to answer. That's that's the only way I can explain that album. Honestly like I just got the spill last week. It's like I didn't know what to say about this fucking album. I just I just made an album, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's I, I, I fuck with it, you know, like it it's it's been sitting for like three years. So the fact that I still fuck with it to this day is like I
0: could I could be at peace with that shit being out to the, the universe. If you wanted to like mood board this, like, you know, if there were like five objects or like like whatever you want that you could pick to like describe this album or like your mind state for it, what would they be? Number
2: one, Max B was a big inspiration for this album to RB, like that whole like the feel of R&B, I was trying to encapsulate that into like into song format. Like so there's certain things on there where it's like can you just be like on some hook shit, like it's just a hook all the way through. Just like me channeling my like the Playboy Cardi type shit. It's like I'm just like I'm I can I can play with repetitiveness just because of the time periods. You know what I mean? It's like I'm just playing with shit. Like so it's like it, it goes from like just the Max B inspired me to like just do hooks, like just try to do as many hooks as possible. That's why it's probably a hook on every song on there. Three, being in, in in my hometown, like this is the last album that I recorded at the crib basically. It embodies Richmond, like it feels like my crib. It feel like where I used to be when I recorded and shit. So I, I feel like I, I captured the crib, you know what I mean? Like I put the crib in the album, so I'll never feel like I'm not home, even when I'm not home. I can't even think of anything else, bro. I was in the pack. Pack the pack got me through. <laughs> Lots of weed and um outsourced more on this album too. It's like I I um I got a lot of people on there that I never worked with, as far as production and shit. You know, cause I was also working on this album like in the midst of fly seafood shit. So it was certain sessions that we was in, and seafood might not have liked that beat, but I take it. And use it for my own shit. Like Ghost was one of the beats that was played in one of the fly seafood sessions. I just took that for myself.
3: Yeah. Nobody in this crowd is stuck enough to hold the secret. My soul the day How real can I keep it? Why sneakers throwing they cost stones? Watch off, believe it. I gotta stay
2: Had a real interesting like setup with Fly Seafood. Like we had an actual studio shit. So all these people just came through playing beats and shit. I was like, damn, nigga, like, I need that for this. You know what I mean? It's just, just 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 working on some hand-in-hand shit. Like, I ain't have to really try. You know what I mean? The album created itself.
0: I definitely feel like it's still like it's still like flow like mad well, even though there's like so many different names. Because the only producers who show up multiple times are like. Foise and last name David. Foyezy, the next album is
2: produced by Foyezy because of the impact of the songs on this shit. You know what I mean? Love song is like one of my favorite songs I ever did in my life. Like that's why I made it the intro, and then fucking um, class clown and then poisonous primates. Like those are like I think those are the best songs on the album. So like just having those talks with Foyezy after the album came together, I was like, bro, we should just make an album because. He pops up on all my projects. Like, Foyzy, I don't think he's missed an album or EP in a long time. So it was just like, you know what? Like, we done created this wild camaraderie on some music shit. We should just create an album and, and, and really capture that. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna be honest with you, that album better than this one. I try not to talk about it too much, but. I already know what's gonna happen. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't I can't wait to hear that thing, cause class Clown like one of my favorites on you too. Like, like and poisonous primates. poisonous primates. Make sure
3: your mom's safe. Fix a plate on my face, don't ask me about no dates. You sing along for of my sake, say you support your fate. The world in my mind. I need the mental break. I need to kill off my ego with zone and meditate. I need to get off my feet and get I am
0: like kind of interested in that and how you said that like max B and like r and b really inspired this because like because like you really dig it and you're like singing bag on your little you know like, like, like it's on awesome, like, on awesome, like Ghostface singing Al Green type stuff.
2: Yeah, bro, I grew up on Ghostface, so that shit is natural, you
0: know. Max B, though, bro,
2: I, uh, I'm a big Currency fan, and listening to Currency for years, you'll learn that he's a big Max B fan. Big Kahuna OG, one of my my best friends and this shit, like, he's a big Max B fan. He the type of nigga to just keep playing the same song over and over and over and over. Like he kept playing the same six Max B songs. Like this nigga'll just be at the crib. Like we'll be in between making songs and shit. He'll just turn on the Max B joint. So like it, it turned into like Max Bree was the Max B was the celebration. Like Max B was the was the shit we heard when it was, when it was like it, eh. you know what I mean? It's like, bet, we didn't finish the song, turn that Max on, you know what I mean? So it's it's almost like it turned into the spliff. It turned into the weed, you know what I mean? Like, man, I'm about to listen to this Max B, smoke this weed. I started to realize that, that shit is just it's feel good music, you know? He made me want to sing. You know, it's like I always wanted to sing, but it's like Max B made me feel like I could sing even if I didn't sound good. So, that's what Love Song was, basically me like saying, "All right, I'm free enough I can do this shit." I love Max B too. So, boom, you know what I mean? I learned I learned that Wiz got his whole shit from Max. So, I'm like I got to carry the torch. <laughs> I got to carry the torch, man. Like Max inspired me on some real-time shit. So, I'm like this album is low key. It's not my Max B album, but it's my Max B album.
0: It's like mad cool to me that you do bring up like Max being like ghost face in here, like is like being huge inspirations because they're like two dudes who really just got their own like unique style, you know? When I listen to you especially, it's like when you like say a bar, it's like even if someone like thought of the thought of the same shit as you, you would say it in a way where it's like they wouldn't like enunciate this syllable or like or like they wouldn't like phrase it this way. I don't know, it's it's like one of those like weird things where it's like you just like noticing someone like just like got their own personal shit. Man, I appreciate you even paying attention to that shit, bro, because a
2: lot of that shit goes unnoticed. I don't know, a lot of people pass it off for other things. And you know? like, they, it's easy to push it into a box or say that it's like it sounds like West Side Gun or some shit like that. It's easy to put it into that box, but it's way more than that, you know? And I don't really like to be the person to say that, cause I like to let the music speak for it. You know, I'm in an interesting space, bro, cause people can really like dive into this shit, and it's more it's it's more than what they can bargain for. Like I have fucking a crazy amount of projects. Like if anybody was to find my shit today, they would have to do the same thing that I had to do with Max B. Like literally, like etch at that little at that mountain. Like you kind of gotta you gotta knock it down one by one. You feel me? Like, you gotta be willing to fucking give a fuck about that artist. Like you gotta listen to twelve albums. Like <laughs> and if you don't listen to those twelve albums, you're gonna be out of the loop, you feel me? So it's like it's it's beautiful to even be in this position because I all my favorite artists did that to me. So I get to be that person for, for somebody else. So it feel good to be in this position, bro. I can't be I can't be more I can't be more excited about this shit. Like this
0: is this is my life, you feel me? I want to ask too, last year, you know, you took like all your music, not all of it, but like a lot of your music off streaming. You know, you're just like, yo, like, hit me on band camp, like, if you really need it. And I was wondering, like, you know, like, as an independent artist, you know, like, making a move like that, you know, like, I respect stuff like that, you know, because like, y'all do, like, gotta, like, make y'all bread, and, you know? I was wondering, like, how you felt about that move, you know, like, now, just like, most of it is, like, back up on streaming.
2: Yeah, I put everything back up. And I'm gonna be honest with you, bro, that morning that I decided to take that shit down, it was like, one, it was two things. It's like, I felt like... Nobody really appreciated that shit. It's like it was just there for no reason. So, like, I also felt like if I was to take it away, nobody would care. So, when I did take it away and I saw the impact that it made, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, maybe I was just in my feelings too much. I'm a cancer. So, with certain things that happen, I'll internalize that shit and it'll be like, all right, fuck this nigga or fuck this group of people. And then i just never say nothing about it. It's like I'll just change how I move. You feel me? So, that was me. Being a cancer, bro. Like being in my feelings that morning. Like these niggas don't give a fuck about me. So I'm gonna delete all this shit. You want this shit? You gotta go here to get it. It's like it was really just me saying, like, all right, if you care, nigga, show me you care. You know, it's like so. Some people did show up, but a lot of people didn't. A lot of people acted like this shit just didn't exist no more. They act like this shit was gone completely. I'm like, bro, it's on Bandcamp. It's just on a different website. You know what I mean? But I also learned that I'll never really like be fully satisfied with this shit. And that's completely fine, you know? Like I don't think I need to be fully satisfied because that's going to keep me driven. Like as long as I'm trying to get my just due, I'm going to be driven, you feel me? But it was this, this one dude, yeah, this dude named Jacob, man. I feel like he probably my number one fan. This motherfucker be paying attention, like he really be, shout out, hold the goat. So the nigga, the nigga put up a, a a video, like a video capture of his Fly Anakin playlist. And I ain't never seen so many songs blacked out in my life, bro. He probably had like three songs on there that still work. I was like, fuck. It's people like him out there that genuinely fuck with the music. And I'm focused on the people that don't give a fuck that much. So yeah, you do the math, I put that shit back up, because it ain't even that deep. I probably missed out on money doing that. Like I made a couple, couple thousand, you know what I mean, but it still ain't do shit. <laughs> it's like for people to act like it don't exist when it's off the stream and shit. You can't even do nothing, bro. Like it's just you kind of fucked. Like you just you kind of got to take that little percentage, or just don't take nothing at all. And being that it's like, it's on Bandcamp, bro, I, I I much rather just be everywhere than one space. Basically, it's like fuck it. You can choose to pay for it here, but also if you want to give me this little point three cent, so be it. <laughs> so be it.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel like that's something that, like a lot of artists, you know, just gotta like. Like think about nowadays. Like when Lil Wayne will drop like sorry for the weight on like DSPs or like the drought. People will be like, oh, it's finally out. It's finally out. Like like, yo, it's it's been out forever. <laughs> Just go download it. It's been on that pip the whole time.
2: Because of convenience, bro, we all spoiled, bro. Like everybody get food ordered to the crib. You get your groceries ordered to the crib. You want everything instantly. That's another thing I had to accept. Like, it's just not what it was, bro. Like, I was a rapper before the streaming platforms had even existed. So I've seen the switch. You know what I mean? I seen where it was like all you had was SoundCloud and Bandcamp. I was one of the first niggas from the underground, from on some SoundCloud shit, to really put their shit on streaming. Niggas was congratulating me. Like, nigga, I had to pay for this. I remember that at that time I was like, I need to train my crowd to go here. That's where I fucked up. Cause I should have left, I should have kept their asses where they was at and kept feeding them the way I was feeding them instead of giving them so many fucking options. It's like when you go to a place where, like, say you in a food desert, you know what I mean? It's only one place to eat. It's probably a fucking grocery store or 7 Eleven, some bullshit. You can get a Slurpee. Can't even really get nothing that you really want. You gotta get a hot dog to fill yourself up and some shit like that. Versus putting that shit in the fucking Full court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's in a full court now, you know what I mean? So now, it's, it's among all
0: the shit, you know what I mean? People want to go where they have options, bro, they're not going to go to the desert. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And one of the songs I wanted to talk about off the project was, was Black Be The Source. I
3: can figure you the nigga when I'm out here also. Doing my job, scanning situations like protect the fan, think before be acting like narcos. They puzzled at the stand, held my hand at the crossroads. My situation got me. The-
0: dropped a video for that like recently. Your verse on there like isn't really like as explicit about it as like seafoods, but but it's really just you know this song about like blackness is like a commodity and just like you know like how black cool and like like black style. You know, it's just like being exploited and stuff.
2: You wanna know the the reason and why that shit turned out the way it turned out is because I told you everything I do I'm winging it right. When I started that song it was just me. Like I went to DJ Harrison's crib, he the one that made the beat. And he made this shit in front of me, like with from scratch. You know what I mean? Like he has all the instruments in the crib. So this nigga was in there. He played the metronome for a couple seconds. And then he started playing that fucking, that sound. You know what I mean? Not the not the bass, but like that uh fucking I can't even remember what it sound like right now, but the bass of the beat, like the, the 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 meat of the beat. Like he 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 did all that shit real quick on some real brief shit. Then he went and did the bass line. And He accidentally left that fucking metronome in there, I thought it was a hi-hat, and the beat was done. So I'm like, damn, this shit crazy. So I took the joint home, came back the next day. I wrote my shit overnight, came back, recorded it, and I came up with the hook after the verse. Anytime you do a song and you make the verse first, it's easy as hell for that hook to not coincide with what that verse was about. Because I wasn't writing about nothing in particular. I was just just being myself. Like, anytime I write, I'm just kind of venting, you know what I mean? Like, just getting whatever thoughts off, whatever I'm seeing in the moment, I'm getting that shit off and putting it into song format. So, I wasn't thinking about the topic of the song when I wrote that verse. I didn't have a topic yet. The hook came after I finished writing that verse. And then Sifu took from the hook, you know? Basically, like, I built that song up just setting it off. I didn't know what that shit was going to turn into. I noticed that people was like, "Yeah, I didn't really like dive into the blackness part of it because it, it wasn't about being black yet when I was writing. I it. <laughs> it was just doing me."
0: And I was just like wondering, you know, like like what you like thought about that, you know, like like on another song, you like like white people wiping their nose, like do they know what it means? Like they probably <laughs> know, like because you know, it's like it's it's like one of those things where it's like you just see like all these like things just like adopted by people who just like see them online or some shit. And they just like don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they
2: just doing it cause it's trendy. And on that song, that was me just also just saying whatever the fuck came in my mind. Cause I was also listening to a lot of Young Thug. Cause so I listen to Thug way too much. So like I'm I walk around the crib calling niggas slack. It's like I have no reason to do that. You know what I mean? But I can I could I could I could analyze that and be like, yo, I'm I'm doing this too much, and the white people also be doing this too much. Y'all niggas need to chill. <laughs> I'm also like, yeah, the lines are getting too blurry. I don't appreciate how white people doing this shit because I don't even know what this mean. Like, I see niggas doing that on, on TikTok. Like, this means kill somebody.
3: Yeah, I listen to thaw way too much, I'm saying slatter shit. White people wiping their nose. You know what it means, bitch, I doubt it. Now water of the lines is getting clouded. The thousands is petty cash. I couldn't get a burger out of you bout What's that shit even mean if we a team? I need some undivided pussy on my face. By any means, you ready, boy? Everything is edible, including you. We dancing on the roof. I Staples this cover fire up and roots. better than the roots, my favorite bitch. I had to cut her loose. Elusive and gave me cop vibes. I could've swore the devil would be locked out So not
0: surprised, that's why I the I ain't crazy old, oh.
3: word to me It's a road that's past rap
0: on the high note. This is like a like old ass question, but In this like kind of old interview of yours, this is like around like Chapel Drive and Panama Plus You say you want to rap on a like old RZA beat, like a like unreleased joint from 95 to 97 You know, that was like that like first like run of like solo albums like before Rizzo started going crazy with the Sims. You know, I was just like wondering like why that era specifically.
2: It's cause i w I'm a big Wu Tang fan. And like that's when he did like, I don't know, like imagine having a throw away from Only Bill from Cuban Lynx. Imagine having to throw away from Iron Man. Imagine having something that just didn't make it to Wu Tang forever. It's like it would be crazy. So that's why I said that. <laughs> it's like that was what my
0: head was as far as that part, but
2: Right now I probably wouldn't do it. I want some trap shit. I'm more I'm more
0: I'm more on some young nigga shit right now. Yeah, I was just wondering you know if you had like like any last things to say, you know, about like the album or like what you wanna like shout out or anything like that.
2: Uh, hmm. really nah, bro. I just wanna I want motherfuckers to hear that shit from top to bottom. And yeah, just I just want motherfuckers to hear that bitch. Like just just play it one time. and, and if you don't fuck with it, don't ever play it again. That's all I can say about that. Like, I think it's a, it's a it's a solid body of work. It's not me in the present, though. It's like I've grown a lot since that album. So I just want that to be clear. It's like this is a, a glimpse of what shit could be. You know what I mean? So I, I can't even really say, like, yeah, you got you, you to, you need to hear this, you need to prepare for this. Like, this is the,
0: the step towards a great situation, is what I'm saying. So if you fuck with this, you ain't for a treat. Thank you for your doubt today, man. Like, I really appreciate it. Bro,
2: it was great talking to you, for real, man. I fuck with real real people, real personable motherfuckers that can actually not make, make me not feel weird, you know what I mean? Like, it don't feel like we doing an interview right now. Because just, just the fact that you know about Tay Dog is all I needed to know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you know it, You know what's going on out here.
1: That was Fly Anakin talking to The Faders' Brandon Carlander. Fly Anakin's new album, Frank is out now via Lex. The Fader interview is engineered by Tony Giambroni. The executive producer is Alex Robert Ross and the associate producer is Salvatore Mackey. We'd like to thank Lauten Audio for providing our microphones. You can find them online at lautenaudio.com And we'd like to thank James Ivey for providing our intro music. If you've enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate it if you left a 5-star rating and review. If you like listening to The Fader, good news. We're now on the live radio app Amp. Download it from the App Store and check out our shows with the access code FADERONAMP, or one word. And keep an eye on TheFader.com for essential music news, interviews, and essays. We'll be back soon with another episode of The Fader Interview. Goodbye until then.